Way back in 1789, George Washington made this public proclamation. I'm just going to read a little part of it to you. He says, by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation where it is a duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, and to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and His favor. Whereas both Congress, amen, and Senate have their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God. Therefore, I do recommend again Thursday, the 26th of November, to be devoted to the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all good that was, that is, or that ever will be. Amen? Think about that. Our founding fathers believed in giving thanks. And the Bible says, I exhort there, first of all, that prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our Father, who would have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has so wonderfully delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, giving thanks for his abundant provision, giving thanks for his divine favor, giving thanks that his hand is still upon the United States of America and that his hand will never, ever be off of our lives, giving thanks unto God that he's not done with America and that America is not done with him. Giving thanks unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Giving thanks unto Him, for He is good and His mercy endures forever. Giving thanks for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that we overcome by and that we testify to. For the blood of the Lamb and the word of the Lord has free course in the United States of America. So we are not going under, we're going over. We are not looking for the undertaking. We're looking for the upper taker. Hallelujah. Let's pray for our nation. Glory to God. Come on. Stir yourselves up. Father, we pray for an awakening in the USA. We ask you, sir, for rain in the time of the latter rain. Let it rain, Lord, from the north to the south. From the east to the west, may there be an awakening in Washington, D.C. May this country awake to righteousness and sin not. May this nation rise up to its origins, founded upon the truth of God's word, founded upon the cross and the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Come on somebody, say the name. The name which is above every name. We pray in that name. We preach in that name. 
We work in that name. We walk in that name. We live in that name. We proclaim that name. Every knee shall bow to that name. There is salvation in no other name other than the name of Jesus. We glorify the name above every name, above every name in heaven, above every name in earth, and above every name under the earth. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you. Lift your hands and magnify him. Oh, glory to God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let his name be lifted up. Let the name of Jesus be exalted. Let the name of Jesus be revered. Let the name of Jesus be honored. Let his name be shouted and preached from the mountaintops. Let his name be shouted and taught and preached from the housetops. His name is above every name. Amen. Glory to God. Well, who are we talking about today? I wonder who we're talking about today. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, Timothy talked about in the last days that men would be unthankful and unholy. And certainly that is true about unbelievers. But if we're not careful as believers, we can become selfish and self-absorbed and fall into the category of the ungeneration. I don't want to be a part of the ungeneration. I want to be a part of the Jesus generation. I want to be of those, glory to God, that herald his name until he returns. Amen? And so we're talking about freedom from. Well, this morning, let's just talk a little while on freedom from ingratitude. In Ephesians 1, 7, in the message translation, it says, Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, the blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishments, chalked up by all of our misdeeds, and not just barely free, but we are abundantly free. Man, abundantly free sounds good to me. How about you? And then John eight thirty six from the Amplified says, So if the Son liberates you, makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. So we are abundantly free. We are unquestionably free. Amen? Father, for this time that we have together, we're thankful indeed. I ask you to use me to minister your word effectively in love by the grace of God. I pray that the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light. Each heart would be strengthened. Each person would be encouraged as they go from this place. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Let's look at Psalms 106. Just thought I'd exhort you there for a while. Look at Psalms 106, and I want us to notice verse 1. Psalms 106 verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. I love the message translation in this particular Psalms. The message translation says this, Hallelujah, and thank God. And why? Because he's good. Because his love lasts. Now, why do we give thanks? Well, not because we feel like it. Not necessarily because everything is all good or everything is going good. No, we give thanks to God because he is good. There's two appropriate times to give thanks. Number one, when you feel like it. Number two, when you don't feel like it. He's good all the time. He's worthy to be thanked and praised. Hallelujah. 
You know, each and every one of us here this morning are more blessed than we are hurt or hindered. We have more sunny days than we do rainy days. That's something to be thankful for. Listen to this quote. When you have a heart full of gratitude, it leaves no room for complaining. There's always something to thank God for, no matter what kind of adversity you may have in your life. Amen? Look over at Psalm 92. Psalm 92, verse 1. Now we're going to notice a Hebrew word. It's yada. Everyone say yada. yada. Say it, yada. yada. Say it like the Hebrew say it, yada. yada. Pretty good, huh? I'm getting deep up in here today. <laughs> Psalm 92, verse 1. It says, It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O thou most high. Now, the word we just quoted, yada, means to confess or to show or to point out with extended hands. What this basically is saying is don't just think your thanks, say your thanks, show your thanks, and express your thanks. It's a good thing to do that. Yada also carries it with the idea of uplifted hands. Perhaps you're new in the church and you're wondering why people lift up their hands. Well, they're simply yadaing. They're adoring the Lord. They're doing what the scripture says is to give thanks unto Him with extended hands. So there, there is a, a blessing in showing and expressing your praise. Showing and expressing your thanksgiving. We just highlighted children's ministry. If you have children in children's ministry today, when you go pick up your little blessings, look the person in the eye and say, thank you so very much. Thank you for serving. Thank you for giving to the Lord. It's something that can be expressed. And there's just a, there's a blessing in being thankful. Uh, even when you're out eating, uh, when that person has done a good job and they've waited on you in a way that is showing excellence, look them in the eye. And don't, you know, don't look away and say, oh, thanks, and then get about your food. Look them right in the eye and say, thank you so very much. This is so good. And then show your thanksgiving by a nice tip. Amen. Tip people, love people, bless people, be a blessing. Be a blessing to people that serve you. Be a blessing to people that wait on you. It wouldn't hurt you even to tip some people at the Oakland Coliseum. Absolutely. Well, that went over big. But the idea and the thought is this. Is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. How many husbands here have great, a great wife? I've raised both hands. Well, when your wife makes you a good meal, don't just sit there and go, uh, and groan. Say, thank you, honey. That was so very good. Thank you so much. Oh, you're thankful, are you? Well, get in here and do the dishes. <laughs> so why do we give thanks? Because we feel good? Because it's all good? No. We need to give thanks because it's good for us. 
The happiest, most generous people on the earth today are people that are thankful. I wonder today, has the Lord done anything good for you? Has he saved you from hell? Are you on your way to heaven? Has he healed your body? How about your soul? Has he restored your soul? Has he lifted you up from oppression and depression? He is, in fact, the glory and the lifter up of our head. I want us to look at Psalms 103, and uh, let's notice verses 1 through 5. This is familiar territory, but I'm about to get happy in church today. Don't forget to remember and rehearse what the Lord has done for you. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who has forgiven you of all your iniquities? Who has healed you of every disease? Who has redeemed you and continuously redeems you from your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies thy mouth with what kind of things? So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. I mean, what in the world more do you need? Amen. So what is our soul supposed to do? Worry? Fret? Be afraid? Be upset? Question the Lord? No, our soul is to be blessing the Lord. Now, how many of you work for a company that has a decent benefit package? Well, you know, when you get a benefit package from a job or from a corporation, you're going to want to inspect what your benefits are. Oh, did you notice there that you've got three weeks paid vacation? Well, what happens? A lot of people are counting each minute till that gets there. (laughs) Yeah, we'll take a lot of time to examine the benefit package from the corporation. But what about examining the benefit package, the believer's benefit package, that is in the Word of God? You can't beat forgiveness of sins. I mean, if that was the only benefit that we participate in, that's more than enough. You know what that means? We're on our way to heaven, shouting victory. No hell for us, but heaven is our home. Amen? But it didn't stop there. He's the healer of your body. He's the redeemer of your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness. He renews your youth like the eagles. And he satisfies your mouth with good things. I heard the psalmist say today, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is everyone that puts their trust in Him. Do you trust Him today? Are you confident in Him? Are you fully persuaded that He loves you, that He cares for you, that He's watching over you, that He will never leave you nor forsake you? Amen. I had this little word come up in my spirit today, so I'm going to ask you to turn over to Psalm 37, and I want you to notice in verse 4, and we're going to notice it from the Amplified Version. God does not want you in any season of your life, whether it be the Thanksgiving season, the Christmas season, or whatever season you're in in life. He does not want you to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. He does not want you to carry the cares of this life. For the Bible says that when the cares of this life enter into a man's heart, it causes the Word of God to be choked and our lives become unfruitful. We don't want that. Notice with me, 
In Psalm 37, verse 4, he says, Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Notice with me in the next verse, verse 5. Commit, this is what I want you to see this morning. Commit your way to who? Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load. Where? What are we to do with the loads of life? We're to roll them over. We're to repose each care. God doesn't want you carrying any care. Roll and repose each care of your load upon Him. And then it says, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident. Also, in Him. When you've rolled your care on Him, you can trust in Him. Now notice with me, and He... The one who carries the weight of the, the, the care, your cares, and he will bring it to pass. Did you know that God doesn't require you to bring anything to pass in your own strength? All God requires of us is to roll our cares on him, trust also in him, and let God be God in our life, and let him bring those things to pass. Amen. That lines up with Philippians 4, 6. Let me just quote that. I want you to keep that verse there. In Philippians 4, 6, he says, Be careful for nothing. So how many things does God want us to be careful for? The Amplified says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. So how much anxiety should we have in our lives? Zero. Do not fret. Do not have any anxiety about anything. But in everything... By prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. And what will happen? Let your requests be made known unto God. I think we're drawing a blank. Let's look at Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. With what? Let your requests be made known unto God. But the prerequisite for Him to bring things to pass in our lives and for Him to show up and manifest those things in our lives, we cannot afford our lives to be full of care. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm trusting in Him every day. I'm trusting in Him for my next words. How about you? Glory to God. And He will bring it to pass. I'm not real good at bringing things to pass. How about you? Now, I'll tell you what happens when gratitude is missing in our lives. We can become dull and we can become hard in our hearts. A person with a hard heart has become cold or dull or numb are very callous. And I believe that the prescription for a hard heart is to be grateful. Be grateful. I want us to take a few moments this morning and I want us to look over at Luke chapter 17. The difference between being spoiled and blessed is being grateful. Here's what being grateful does in our lives. Being grateful keeps us keenly aware that God is moving in our lives. 
that God is active in our lives, that his power is working on our behalf. That's what being grateful will do for your lives. It'll help you to stay focused on him. Thank you, Lord. I like what Abraham did. Abraham had a promise from God, but the promise of God didn't come to pass immediately for Abraham. He had to continuously hold fast to the word of God. Abraham was a man that God told him, you're going to become the father of many nations. That's quite a promise, isn't it? But when Abraham looked at his body and looked at Sarah's body, he may have thought, no way, Jose. Our years, our days of fruitfulness are over with. But you see, Abraham had the ability and had the privilege of going back to the promise. What was the promise? The promise was, I've made you a father of many nations. And so Abraham made a choice every day of his life not to be weak in faith. Not to stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. Did you know that unbelief will cause you to stagger? So Abraham chose not to be weak in faith, not to stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. But here's what Abraham did. In the midst of where it looked like nothing was happening, Abraham believed God. Amen? And the Bible says he was fully persuaded that God was able to perform that which he had spoken to him. And the scripture says in Romans 4.21, did you wear your shouting clothes? Abraham strengthened himself in his faith by giving glory to God. Abraham stayed strong in faith by giving glory to God. That's a big key for you not falling into the area of wavering. It's giving glory to God before the manifestation. And then, once the manifestation comes, giving glory to God for what He's done. Now look at Luke chapter uh, 17. Notice this with me this morning. There are some truths here we want to get here in the next few moments that I believe that will help us and to stay free from a spirit of ingratitude. Luke 17, I'm going to read right through verse 16, starting in verse 11. Luke 17, verse 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and into Galilee. Verse 12. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him how many lepers? Okay. These were lepers that were uh, put apart from society Because they were considered to be unclean. And that's why they were standing afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. That's a good way to get his attention. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. Have compassion on us. Amen. Amen. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. So when a leper was cleansed, what they had to do is they had to go show themselves to the priest to prove that they were clean and the priest would give them the ability to go back into society. So Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. Now, it's something interesting here. He said that while they were still yet unclean. Uh We serve a God that's awesome. 
He said that while they were still unclean. And notice what happened. That as they went, what happened? As they went, they were cleansed. See, as they went was their part. The cleansing is his part. Trusting in him is our part. Him bringing it to pass is his part. As they went, as they acted, as they received the word and obeyed and acted on what the master had said. As they went, they were cleansed. You will find in your life, as you go about your life, even though you may not feel the promise, you still carry the promise. And as you carry the promise, sooner or later, your feelings will line up with the promise. Amen. You may not see the money, but you carry the money in your heart because you carry the promise and the promise says that I will supply liberally your every need. So as you go about your life, not waiting to see something as you go about your life glory to God, you will receive your manifestation as they went don't wait for perfect conditions before you went don't wait till everything is A-OK before you go go now, why? go because you carry a promise And we serve a God who is the greatest promise keeper in the whole universe. He watches over his word to perform it. As they went, they were cleansed. As you go, you'll be strengthened. As you get up on a Monday morning and not feel like going to work, but you carry the promise that the joy of the Lord is your strength. As you go, you'll be strengthened. As you go, your needs will be met. As you go, God will meet you right where you're at. Come on, somebody, shout with me. As you go, you got to go. You got to get up and go. But you're not getting up and going without a promise. He's upholding all things by the word of his promise. Hallelujah. And he will uphold your life. Say it with me. I'm going to go with God because God's going with me. I'm carrying the promise. As I go. I'll be cleansed as I go. My needs will be met as I go. I'll be strengthened. Amen. Woo, glory. As you go. Amen. Don't wait to go. Get the promise and go. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. And with a loud voice. What did he do? Abraham was strong in faith, giving what? This was before the manifestation. But after the manifestation, the leper glorified God. So praise and thanksgiving is to be before, during, and after. Sounds like a lifestyle to me. Verse 15 again, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his feet, giving thanks and said, for he was a Samaritan. Now, notice verse 15 in the message translation. Notice verse 15 in the message. Luke chapter 17, verse 15 in the message says, one of them, when he realized that he was healed... Here's here's the revelation I want you to see. He took the time and he turned around. He turned around. That's good. See, as he was going, he was cleansed. But once he knew he was cleansed, he turned around. Yeah. There's a blessing in turning around. 
We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. One of them, when he was realized that he was healed, turned around, he came back, and he shouted his gratitude, glorifying God. The next verse says, he kneeled at Jesus' feet so grateful he couldn't thank him enough because he was a Samaritan. Now, how many of you have ever seen The Price is Right? Jesus! Come on now! Whoa! Whoa! Lord, thank you! And that's all over some plates and a dryer. And a chance to spin the stinking wheel. Well, you and I got a whole lot more to shout about than spinning the wheel. We got a whole lot more to shout about than a dryer. (laughs) Whoo, man. I think some of those folks on The Price is Right need to go on decaf, I'll tell you. (laughs) But what I want you to see this morning is he turned around. The leper did not miss the moment. Don't miss your moment. I pray that you'll turn around. Not just say, oh, it worked out. Thank God I'm so relieved. And you may be relieved. And that's awesome. But don't just go about your way and say, thank God my faith worked for me again. I pray that you turn around. And you look your master in the eye and say thank you thank you Lord I mean you might just have had an awesome meal at a restaurant just get outside and say thank you Lord don't just keep moving we've got to watch ourselves in that and the reason why is because we all go at a pretty fast clip in life We all really do. Let's not miss moments of majesty and moments of thanksgiving. Stop. Turn around. And be thankful. Verse 17. And Jesus answering said, We're not the ten cleansed, but where were the nine? Are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God except this stranger. Now listen to this statement. Jesus expressed surprise that only one leper returned to give thanks. Jesus was not so concerned about being thanked as he was about them understanding what had just happened. Be the one who turns around. Don't be like the nine that keep going. If you want to enter into the greater and into the more, the greater grace and the greater things that God has in store, make sure that you're thankful for everything that He's doing and done for you. Amen. Amen. So let's not miss our opportunities to recognize our source, our security, and our provider. Let's turn around. Now notice in verse 19 of Luke chapter uh, 
Is it 17? Luke chapter 17, verse 19. And he said unto him, Arise, go your way. What has made you whole? Here's what Jesus told him. Live. Go back to your life. Go back to your family. And be whole. Be whole. Be whole. Be normal. Go live your life. Your faith will make you whole. This teaches us how to live in true biblical wholeness. Trust also in Him. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. This Thanksgiving, I think it would be good for all of us to look back and count our blessings. And look back at all that God's done for us. You know, we can think about what hasn't happened yet, but I've chosen to live my life on what He's already done. Has He done some good things for you? Has He saved you? Has He restored your life? That's my message for you today. Make sure that you're the one who turns back. Who turns around. Let's stand up and turn around. Let's just spend just a few more moments. Praise the Lord.